0: In today's very very important gospel Our Lord gives us quite the command He gives us what most people would agree to be a very difficult command And it is It is a very difficult command But it's a command that leads to freedom To true freedom We are taught to love our enemies And to do good to those who hate us To bless those who curse us And to pray for those who spitefully use us To love, do good, bless and pray for those who we can't stand. Those who have wronged us. Those who have hurt us. Those who haven't apologized yet for what they have done. Why? Why would God give us such a command? Why not just love those who love us? We're good. We'll be good together and that's it. Why not hate those who hate us? I mean, they started it. Right? Why not hate them? Why do we have to love them? Why? I will refer to one of the fathers and their teachings because he really hits the nail on the head. Look at what St. Maximus the Confessor has to say about this. He says, But I say to you, the Lord says, Love your enemies, do good to those who hate you, pray for those who persecute you. Why did he command these things? So that he might free you from hatred, sadness, anger, and grudges and might grant you the greatest possession of all, perfect love, which is impossible to possess except by the one who loves all equally in imitation of God. Perfect love. We cannot attain it without forgiving those who have wronged us, without loving those who hate us. Every single person here today has experienced someone who wronged them. I pray that you haven't, but I'm sure that you have. Every single person. Everyone here has experienced being upset with someone Being hurt by someone Being annoyed at someone And everyone here has experienced the opportunity To fulfill this command And more often than not we choose not to We choose to hold grudges We choose to be upset And we choose to say you know, It's my right to be upset They wronged me, they didn't even apologize I'm going to be upset I'm not going to love them, I'm not going to pray for them I'm definitely not going to bless them And I'm definitely not going to do good for them Right? Everyone has had the opportunity, multiple times I'm sure, to fulfill this command. And this is why our Lord commands it. This is why our Lord commands it. Because every single person has the opportunity and will always have the opportunity to fulfill this command. And it shows us the ways to perfect love. So what about this perfect love? What is this perfect love? St. Augustine says, What is perfection in love? Love your enemies in such a way that you would desire to make them your brothers. Can you imagine? Can you imagine someone who has wronged you deeply, hurt you deeply, who has hurt your family, and you pray that God would make them like your family, like your brothers, like your sisters, someone that you can freely trust and open up to. Something very, very difficult, but this is what perfection and love is. So how? How do we do this? Back to St. Maximus the Confessor. This is from his works on anger. And actually there is a beautiful book. It's called Dragon's Wine and Angel's Bread. Dragon's Wine, Angel's Bread. And it's a study on anger and on grudges and on those who have wronged us. It's a beautiful book. I highly recommend all of us get it. And in this book we read from St. Maximus the Confessor. He says, grief and grudges go together. When at the sight of someone your mind mirrors grief, it is clear that you bear him a grudge. You bear them a grudge. But the ways of the resentful lead to death. This is something we know. Resentment leads to corrosion. And it leads to death. Because every resentful man transgresses the law. says if you bear someone a grudge listen to this part here, if you bear someone a grudge or if you're upset with someone pray for them and you stop the rising passion in yourself, remember that freedom that God came to give us it's from this here you stop the rising passion in yourself by prayer you are separating the grief from the remembrance or the memory of the evil which they have done and so becoming charitable and kind you entirely wipe out the From your soul. And on the other side, if another bears you a grudge, be gracious with them, humble, and deal fair with them. And doing so, you deliver them from the passion, you give them freedom. Sometimes our anger with our enemy can cause us to lose sleep. Right? We're trying to fall asleep and we're there and we're remembering everything that they've done and we're hot and we're angry and we're bothered and and no one is near us. It's just we're in the bed by ourselves. But the remembrance of something that someone has done to us can cause us to be extremely angry. And this is the passion that St. Maximus is talking about. When we stand and we pray for them, this passion is, we are released from this. We are free. And we can understand perfect love. So we must stand right then and there And pray for them God help them God bless them God forgive them Oh, that sounds familiar That sounds quite familiar Who else said God forgive them? Who said it? Jesus Our Lord Our Lord said it And when did he say it? Well he was being crucified While he was being nailed to the cross While he was being spat upon While they were wagging their heads And saying, ha, yeah, right, God If you're God, save yourself And God said, God, Father, forgive them Forgive them This is the example of perfect love Can you imagine, while they are killing Forgive them, no, we forgive you Who else said this? Who? St. Stephen, thank you Yes, St. Stephen the archdeacon And proto-martyr, when did he say it? While they were doing What? stoning him while they were killing him while they were throwing rocks at him he's about to die and he's saying God no 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 I forgive them you too you forgive them can you imagine where is Saint Stephen now and this is where we want to be and we will never attain this without loving our enemies without praying for our enemies without forgiving them and pleading with God that he forgives them too Sometimes someone bothers us or even looks at us the wrong way and we wish that fire would come down and devour them. Right? This is not the way to perfect love. One of the fathers, Saint Silwen, says, I ask you to try something. If someone grieves you or dishonors you or takes something of yours, pray like this. Lord, we we are all your creation. Pity your servants and turn them to repentance. And then you will... Receive grace in your soul. Induce your heart to love your enemies. And the Lord, seeing your goodwill, shall help you in all things and will himself show you experience. Then he continues and says, the soul cannot know peace unless she prays for her enemies. Every single one of us longs for peace. We want to have peace in our hearts. We want to have peace in our lives. But if we do not pray for those who wrong us or love our enemies, we will never know peace. We will live this entire life looking for peace and not knowing where to find it. When here it is today Our Lord is telling us If you want peace And if you want true freedom And if you want to attain perfect love We have to truly love our enemies And to pray for them There's a beautiful story but I, 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 uh, I watched it on YouTube a while back It wasn't during the revolution It was before this There was an area in Egypt And forgive me I'm, I'm not familiar with the names There was an area in Egypt Where the Muslims and the Christians There was a big issue And the Muslims were attacking the Christians And they were killing them right there in the streets And they were driving cars over them And it was a huge big mess And the Christians of course weren't attacking back But they were defending themselves They tried to move back There was this line that they were trying to move back Where these cars couldn't reach and eventually one of the cars toppled over, hit something and toppled over. So the Christians were able to get this guy out of the car. This, this Muslim person who was ramming into Christians, they got him out of the car. So what did the Christians do out of frustration? They were beating him. There was a priest present in this in this commotion. He ran and threw himself on top of this person and was stopping everyone from attacking him. And said to them, this is not what we do. If they attack us, that's fine, but we don't attack. And he put his body over this man and he held him until he brought him over to the line where they were. So can you imagine such a story, such a moving story? We're being attacked, we're being killed. Our children, our fathers, our mothers being killed. And this priest is holding the attacker, holding someone who just killed who knows how many people and brought them to safety saying, and they're still attacking. It's a hard image to imagine. But this is what our Lord taught us. This is what our Lord taught us. Even if they kill us, we love them. We do good to our enemies. We feed those who come to kill us. This is how we achieve perfect love. So then this is actually one of the most important Gospels that we read throughout the year. Because again, because without loving those who wrong us, we will never attain perfect love. And this is the love, the agape love that God intends us to have in our life. How can we love our enemies Without humility Is it possible Is it possible to love our enemies Without humility Impossible It's impossible We cannot fulfill this command Without humbling ourselves And usually This is the one thing That stands in our way From fulfilling this command My pride My pride One of the fathers says The Lord does not show himself to the proud soul The proud soul No matter how many books it reads Will never know God Since it's by pride It's pride It does not give place For the grace of the Holy Spirit While God is known only To the humble soul and Saint Hegemon Abu Kamil says, Love is an offensive weapon that traps the enemies into obeying the gospel. It expands to accept the most wicked of the wicked. And it transforms the wolves into lambs. So without humility, we will never be able to fulfill this command. The Bible also tells us that a soft word turns away what? Wrath. Right? If you're in a heated argument, sometimes my pride says, no, I have to fight back. I have to answer. But if I give a soft word, the wrath that is there present between us will be gone. It likes like pouring water on fire. It has to come from humility. It has to come from humility. Without humility, there is no way we will attain perfect love. There is no way we can pray for those who hurt us. That We won't be able to do it. So we must humble ourselves. St. John Climacus says, Forgetting offenses is a sign of sincere repentance. If you keep the memory of them, you may believe that you have repented. But you haven't You are like someone running in their sleep Wishing to get somewhere We're not getting anywhere Let no one consider it a minor defect This darkness that often clouds the eyes Of even spiritual people There are people who serve And people who are deacons and priests and servants And we're in the church and everything is fine But if someone wrongs me That's it There's no way I'm going to be able to tolerate that I have to answer back And I have to No way Who do they think they're talking to? And this often is the number one and only stumbling block to truly knowing God and truly hearing God and truly being free and having peace in our lives. And when we continue the gospel, we read, Judge not and you shall not be judged. Condemn not and you shall not be condemned. Forgive and you will be forgiven. Again, humility. How can I judge someone, how can I not judge someone if I'm prideful? If I'm prideful, then I see myself as the judge. I can look at everyone and say this person is wrong, that person is wrong what I'm doing is right, what they're doing is wrong but when I am humble and when I have true humility in my heart, I dare not raise my eyes at what anyone else is doing because I'm only concerned with what What, what I'm doing with what God sees me doing So humility is the way Judge not and you shall not be judged I'm sure all of us heard the story of the monk The wicked monk He was a monk, he didn't pray, he didn't fast He didn't do anything Right? He was just in the monastery And every time they tried to get him to pray and to work He's like, "Ah," he was lazy And then the day came for him to die And he was so happy He was so happy on his deathbed And all of the monks are like What's this guy so happy about? We know how he lived Doesn't he know where he's going? And they even asked him, how are you so happy? He said to them, Jesus Christ said what? Yes, truly, I was wicked and I was sinful. But Jesus Christ said, judge not and you shall not be judged. And I judged no one this whole time while I was here. And as he said this, they saw the angels coming down and taking them up to heaven. Can you imagine? This is how important this command is that we judge not. That we judge not. And then we read give and it will be given to you. Good measure pressed down, shaken together and running over will be put into your bosom. For the same measure that you use, it will be measured back to you. What does this mean? The fathers tell us that mercy precludes human judgment. And good measure pressed down and shaken together, running over, are descriptions of how an honest and generous merchant would measure goods. Right? So if you imagine someone going to buy flour, right? Not like today when it's in the supermarket, you can go and buy a bag. Back then, when you wanted to buy flour, someone scooped it up and put it in a bag. Right? So if it's pressed and shaken and pressed down, you get what? You get more. But if it's fluffed up Yeah, it looks like you have a lot But it's not a lot So this is what generosity is And this is what God is telling us The blessings God intends to put in our hearts Are more generous than we can possibly imagine Or we can possibly contain But it depends on what? It depends on what? Hmm? How much we give How we are merciful How we are kind What we do will come back to us Right? It's in proportionate into the spirit which we ourselves give and forgive. So let us remember this today. May God give us to love our enemies, to forgive those who have wronged us, and may we all attain perfect love by which we will know God truly. And may we receive blessings pressed down and running over. Glory be to God forever. Amen. This talk was brought to you by Upper Room Media. We hope that this talk has, through the grace of God, touched your heart and we pray that it will not only inform you but will also transform you and your life with Christ.